0: TheYeshiva.net Good morning, everybody. And welcome to What is Mashiach? Part 2, the Rambam's View, second part of the series. A new understanding and what is Mashiach, quite different than many of our perceptions. I'm going to analyze the Rambam's perspective. What is Mashiach? What is Gula? Okay, if those who want to follow inside, please open your source sheets. We learned the Rambam inside last week. Today we're going to continue the Sheer, the Sikha of the Lubavitcher Rebbe on this Rambam, dissecting every one of the four halachas in Rambam, Hilches, Malachim, Perikud, the Laws of Kings chapter 11. If you want to open your source sheets, if you have the Sikha yourself, that's fine. Look at the volume 18, Balak, or the Dvar Malchus that they published with it. Um, if you go to the yeshiva.net, we also have the source sheets and uh, you can go to the homepage and you'll see the class for today. What is Mashiach part two? And above the video and below the video, we have the source sheets and we're holding in those source sheets. Where are we holding? We're holding page, page 11, if Zayin. Brief summary. Derambam in Hilchus Malachim, chapter 11, writes four halachas. That's the whole Perik. The first Halachi he says, that Mashiach is going to come and restore the sovereignty of David to its original glory, build a base of Mikdash, gather all of the Jewish people from all over the world back to Yisrael. The laws will return the way they were in the past, in the days of Yor. We're going to offer all the offerings we're gonna perform Shmitteh, Yoivel, all the mitzvahs the way they, all these mitzvahs the way they're recorded in the Torah. And then he says, whoever doesn't believe in it, or doesn't await the coming of Mashiach, not only is he denying the prophets, but he's denying Torah and Mashiach Rabbeinu, because the Torah testifies in the Tzav Vashavah Shamalakach that the Jews are gonna to return to Herod and also in the portion of Bilam, you have a prophecy about two Mashiachs, the first Mashiach, David, who saved the Jews in his day, and the final Mashiach, Mashiach, who's going to save the Jews at the end, and the Rambam goes through the psukim in the portion of Bila. He goes through two psukim with four prophecies and shows Irenuvelayata is David, Asherenuvelaykariv is Mashiach, Darakhaych of Mayakov, David comes shevet Mashiach, Machatz pasim David karkakol Mashiach, Vahaya edim Yerisha is David, and finally Vahaya Urasha Seir Ivov is Mashiach. As you could look it up in the Rambam, and we explained it at length last week. Then the Rambam in Halacha says, also in the portion of Ari and in Parashashavitim, it says, that when Hashem broadens your borders, you should add another three cities of refuge. That never happened. And the mitzvah is certainly not in vain, and therefore this also proves that the Torah predicts and promises that Mashiach is going to come. In terms of the prophets, you don't need any proof. All the books are filled with this. In Halacha Gimel, the Rambam says, don't think Mashiach has to make miracles. He doesn't have to resurrect the dead. He doesn't have to defy the order of the world. Look at Rabbi Akiva. Akiva was a great sage. And he and his colleagues, he says, all the colleagues, all the sages of his generation supported Ben Kuziva, Bar Koichva, as Mashiach. They never asked for him. They never asked him to make a miracle. He says he was killed at the end. And once he was killed, they realized he's not Mashiach. But they thought he was. They all thought he was. How could they think he was if he never made a miracle? Proof is that Mashiach doesn't have to make any miracles, and therefore this is not a way to test the authenticity. And the Ramam continues, and the primary point here is that all the laws of the Torah stand forever and ever, don't add to them, and you don't take away from them. Halach the final one, he says, and if a king from base David stands up, and he's immersed in Torah, and he's immersed in mitzvahs like David his father, According to Tereshba, and he compels all the Jewish people to follow that path, and he fights the wars of God. He is considered or assumed to be Mashiach, Mashiach. If he's successful in all the above, and he's victorious over the nations, and he builds the Beis Hamikdash, and he gathers the Jewish people there, Israel, then he's certainly Mashiach. And then the Rebbe continues: if he's not successful, or he's killed, we know he's not the Mashiach that the Torah promised, even though he's a kosher, fine king like the other kings of base David. And then he goes into a whole long discussion, which was deleted for most Rambams because of the sense of what we learned it last week, that Christianity and Islam rose up in the world. They Christianity claimed to have produced the Mashiach. The Rambam says it's absurd. It creates so much bloodshed and violence and, and dispersed the Jewish people and, and, and humbled them and crushed them and, 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 and wreaked havoc and destruction. But the Rambam says, nonetheless, it was part of the divine plan because by introducing monotheism, both Christianity and Islam help bring civilization closer to the ultimate to the ultimate redemption when the divine consciousness will indeed pervade all of humanity and Mashiach, the real Mashiach, will ultimately repair the whole world to serve one, one God. That's basically, very briefly, the structure of the fourth, the eleventh chapter of Hilchus Malachim, which is the second to the last chapter of the Rambam Zad When we dissect this chapter in Rambam, it's filled, it's saturated with question after question after question, especially knowing the meticulousness and the precision of the Rambam. And we discussed many of the questions last week. And very briefly, I'm going to repeat again, very briefly, I'm going to suggest whoever didn't, and even if you did, you can watch the replay. On the yeshiva.net, T-H-E-Y-E-S-H-I-V-A dot net, you can watch the replay of the first class where we went through this Rambam quite, uh, slowly and discussed, you know, the details of the Rambam's articulation of Mashiach and Geula and the various questions that come up. But I'm just gonna, I'm going to, uh, go through them very swiftly. The first question is, the Rambam is not a, a, A pirush, a commentary on Chumash, or on Tanakh, explaining Psukim. Yet here he does something very interesting. After, he says, when you deny Mashiach, he's not only denying the neviim, you're also denying Torah and Moshe. He has to prove, where does Torah speak about Mashiach? Why am I denying Torah? So he brings a pasach, Hashem promises that there's going to be an ultimate gula. all the Jews are going to come back after exile. Fine, that didn't happen yet. So that's proof for Mashiach. But then he adds, there's also parshas Bilam. Why does he have to add that? Not just to bring a second proof. Because B'Shav HaShem doesn't tell you there's going to be a Mashiach. It just tells you Jews are going to come back. Could be the real estate in Israel will be good, they will be the best place for Jews to go back. The point is, by Bilam we see that there's a prophecy about Mashiach. Darach K'yichav Mi'akov, Bekam Shevet Mi'Yisrael, Israel, Karv, there's going to be a Mashiach. But then the question is, why does the Rambam go into this whole detailed discussion? That part of the Pesukim of Bilaam deal with David, and part of the Psukam of Bilaam deal with Mashiach. And then he even goes through every verse, showing which part deals with David, which part deals with Mashiach. Why is that relevant here? It's interesting commentary on Chumash, but that's not the function of the Rambam. The Rambam didn't, could have even just said, also in Parshish Bilaam, you have the prophecy. Because it says in Bilaam, that I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the future. If you want to say the Psukam, tell us which Psukam. But the Rambam goes and analyzes each Pasek, and also the first half of the Pasek, that is dealing with David Malakh, which is not even connected to Mashiach. Again, it's nice things. It's nice commentary on Chumash. But that's the job of the Mefarshim and Chumash. Rashi, Targamunculus, the Ramban, they have Gemaris that explain the Popsukim Agadah. The Rambam is a Sefer of Halacha. Sefer, Halacha, What's the Halacha here? Then the Rambam in Halacha Beis says, I have another proof from Taira, from Ari Miklat, one second. The first two proofs you put in Halacha Aleph, so why don't you put in the third proof also in Halacha Aleph? So you say, no, because it's a new proof. So then the second proof should have been Halacha Beis. Either put all the three proofs together in one Halacha, or separate them into three, it's not what he does. Proof one and two, alekecha, bilam. Puts into Halacha Aleph. Proof number three Goes into its own Allah, l- 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 ch- base. That's not fair. What's the what's the larger care? Next question. The Rambam has an interesting title here for David. B'shne ha'mashiach. Bilaam spoke about two mashiach's. What, why this title? Why is David called mashiach? So you say, well, he was anointed. He was anointed with oil. Shaul was also anointed with oil. Shaul is also called mashiach Hashem. Even if you want to say the pasuk is talking about David, talking about mashiach the Rambam decided to coin a phrase, a unique phrase about David and Mashiach, Shnei Mashiach. So you want to say, perhaps, that the Rambam is identifying the two people who saved the Jewish people. But the truth is, David never took the Jews out of Galus. If you're already identifying two people who saved the Jews in history, in the beginning and the end, it would be Moshe and Mashiach. Not David and Mashiach. Moshe took the Jews out of Galus. Mashiach will take the Jews out of Galus. Bekar of Mamash. Also in prophecy... Mashiach, the Rambam says in El Cheshuvah is like, is like Moshe in prophecy. Very close. David is even a question if he's a prophet or a Chakodish. There's different contradictions discussed in the footnotes. In Allah Gimel, we're going to further dissect the Rambam. He discusses how Mashi'ik doesn't have to make miracles. And he brings the proof from Rabbi Akiva and Ben Koziva. And then he finishes and he says, the main thing to know is that the laws of Torah are eternal. Who said not? Where does that come in here? <laughs> he said already in the beginning of Rambam, the beginning of the whole Rambam, Hilches, he said, yeah, he discusses that the laws of Torah are eternal. It's a huge discussion over there. How does that come in here? Nobody's arguing with that. He says, Mashiach doesn't have to make miracles. You don't have to test his authenticity through miracles. The main thing is, all the laws of Torah are eternal. It sounds like if you say Mashiach has to make miracles, you're denying the eternity of the mitzvahs. Who's denying the eternity of the mitzvahs? What's the connection? Which brings us to the next question, and that is, by a navi, the Rambam said in the Hilchis Yisrael the beginning of Mishnah Torah, the laws of the foundations of Torah, a navi also doesn't have to make miracles. Doesn't have to change the world. Doesn't have to split the sea. Doesn't have to turn water into blood. Doesn't have to resurrect the dead. But he does have to authenticate himself or herself by predicting the future and seeing that it happens. So he starts off by a navi like Mashik, He doesn't have to change the world. But he has to predict the future. But Mashiach does nothing. He doesn't have to predict the future. He doesn't have to change the world. No miracles, no predictions, nothing. Regular guy. <laughs> Mashiach is a regular guy here in the Rambam. And here the Rambam adds this whole thing about how Torah is eternal and nobody can change any mitzvahs. What's what, what the difference? And then we come to Halacha Dala, the last Halacha. If a Melech stands up from Beis David, if a Melech from David stands up, this is where we're holding, Siv after all the questions of the previous halachas, we go now to the next next question. Siv Zion again in your source sheets, It's page eleven. Halachah shelachin is abelchis Malachim The next melachin hilchas melachim. Bam shechah Bam The Rambam continues. Yam et melachim veis David Hagar betoyeiv esim misrach Last halacha: If Mashiach, if a Melach, if a king from base David gets up and he's immersed in Torah and he compels all the Jews to follow Torah. And he fights the words of God. You could consider him a Mashiach. If he's successful, he's for sure Mashiach and he's going to change the whole world. There's something stranger. This chapter is dedicated to Mashiach and dedicated to what Mashiach is going to do. Wouldn't it be appropriate that the Rambam would put in those unique virtues and great qualities of Mashiach that he himself described back in Hilchus Truva? He said that his Mashiach is going to be wiser than Shleimah, who was the wisest person. He's going to be a prophet close to the level of the prophecy of Mashiach. In Perek, and Aleph and Hilchus Malachim, not a word. Forget about the fact he doesn't have to make miracles, he says. doesn't have to predict the future. He says he's a Melech. He learns Torah. He does mitzvahs. He compels the Jewish people to follow these things. He fights wars. He's gonna, if he's a real Mashiach, if he's not real, if he's gonna be the Mashiach who's bevadei, not only assume to be Mashiach, but, but, but actually fulfill Mashiach's role. be Samikdash. Wouldn't it be appropriate that here, in this section, dedicated to Mashiach, that Ammon would describe his great qualities, his great virtues. Chachma more than Shleima. A Navi like it's interesting, he completely deletes it. Why? Why is that? <sighs> As I said last week, in the summer of 1978, the Lubavitcher Rebbe dedicated a few sikhs, a few shiurim to discuss this Rambam. And this sikh that we're learning that was published originally in 1980, two years later, Lekot Siches, Volume 18, Parshas Balak, and here we're learning it in Lashen Kodesh, it was originally published in Yiddish, is a real analysis on this Rambam. Here we begin the explanation, but the explanation, as always, comes with another question. And what's the question? Where did the Rambam put Hilchis Molachem? At the end of the entire Mishnah Torah. I said, Mishnah Torah has 14 books. We discussed this in last year, 14 sections. The last one is called Shaiftim, Judges. In Judges, the last book, the last section is Hilches Malachim, the laws of kings. And Hilches Malachim has 12 chapters. The last two chapters are about Mashiach. The first 10 chapters are about kings, all the laws of leadership and Malachim. Why did the Rambam choose Hilches Malachim to be placed at the end, the grand inning, the final, the grand final of Yad HaChazak? Why? The Rambam writes in Hilchis Melachim that there's three mitzvahs that the Jewish people were given when they went into Eretz Yisrael to appoint a king, to cut off a malik, to cut down a and to build a base of mikdash. So this is a mitzvah that came right when they went into Eretz Yisrael. So why is Hilchis Melachim, the laws of kings, all the way at the end? When this is one of the early mitzvahs that the Jewish people have, right? When they go into Eretz Yisrael. So now, it would seem, what, what, what would you say? What's the answer to this? Well, what do you think is the answer? So the Advaz, he says in 39, their Advaz in his introduction to Sefer Shaiftim says, because it's the halachas of Mashiach. It's about the future, it's not about the past. Makes sense, Right? Hilchus Malachim, the laws of kings, and the end of it, Mashiach, is about what happens when the Gula comes. We'll have a king, we'll have a besa mikdush, and everything else the Ramam describes. So that's why it belongs at the end of the Sefer. First he speaks about things that are relevant throughout history, and then he speaks about the end, the end of the days, Hilchus Elo But one second. There's two problems. First of all, if you study Hilchus Malachim, you'll see that there's various halachas there that are not applicable to Mashiach. They're only applicable to the past. For example, he speaks about Another who appoints a melech, not from base David, <laughs> Just like Yeravim Ben-Nevot was nominated, was nominated by Achiyah Shilayni, not from base David. he was from Shevet Ephraim. That belongs to the past. And the Rambam discusses the halachas, and other halachas, and the belongs to him, they're not about Mashiach. But there's a bigger question. Take a look at the books of the Rambam. Mada, Avas, manem Noshem, Kedusha, Kedusha, haflo Mada, avas manem Noshem, Kedusha, haflo Zeroyim, Avoidah, Karbonus. <laughs> and then after that, you have Tara, Nezikin, Kenyan, Meshpatim, Shaiften. Many things that are very applicable today. All the halachas of Nezikin and Kinyan, acquisitions and civil damages and laws, various civil laws. That's all later. Avoid then Who's bringing Karbonus today? Who has a base of today? That's also It used to be. It's not here anymore. The Rambam's days it wasn't existing. Ram lived in the 12th century, 1100s. So Hilchus Malachim, he puts all the way at the end. But one second, the same mitzvah, when they came and texted, oh, there's a mitzvah to appoint a melech, to build the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash goes before, and the Malachim goes all the way at the end. Why? What's the logic here? Should have been also earlier. He says in 39, when it comes to Karbonus, you could say that the Rambam holds, and Hilchus Beis HaBchira, the Rambam says that you could bring Karbonus even without a Beis HaMikdash. If you build a mizbeach and you know the place, you could bring carbonas. That's why there's a whole big discussion over various generations about bringing a carbon pesach today, even before the pesach mikdash, because you don't need a pesach mikdash, you don't need a mashiach. If you know the place, you build a mizbeach, and you have a kaya and you could bring the carbon. I Jews to b'tzibur. And throughout Jewish history, there were various considerations that never materialized. But there were various considerations to bring a carbon pesach if they could get permission from those who were in charge on the Temple Mount on the Harabayas, based on the view of the Rambam that you could bring all the carbonus without a besamikdash. HaMikdash. Oh, so it's gishmak. Carbonas is not about Mashiach. But one second, the Rambam earlier also brought halachas of building the besamikdash. Not just carbonis. Hilchis Beis is all about the Beis Ha-Malachim. And the Rambam clearly holds, he says here in Hilchis Malachim, Mashiach is gonna build the Beis Abchis. So that should have been at the end of the Sefer Ayat. But he does not do, he does not, he does not do that. He puts those earlier Sefer Malachim at the end, and Mashiach all the way at the end. So the Labavitch Rebbe explains that it's possible that the reason the Rambam put Hilchis Malachim all the way at the end of the Sefer is not Stam, he put it at the end. <laughs> really it belongs much earlier you would think he wants to make a very powerful point via what the Rambam is trying to bring out is that to get to the end and the completion, the culmination of Mishnah Torah, which is basically the book that articulates all halacha, to get to the end of it, which means to get to the, to the culmination of it, to get it done, to get all the way to the peak, to the perfection of it, you need a melech, you need a king. As the Rabbim writes in Hilchus Malachim, in the earlier chapters here, he explained that the role of the king is in order to make sure that the Jewish people are liberated and emancipated from all those things in their environment or in the world that want to destroy them and not annihilate them, chalila. And destroy their ability to perform Torah mitzvahs. To bring justice to the world. And to create an environment where the mitzvahs of the Torah can be fulfilled. That's why he fights the wars to remove all the decrees and all the evil or harassment or abuse. Or genocidal plans of enemies of the Jewish people. Therefore has to destroy Amalek. The Melech also has a mitzvah to build the of HaMikdash. And then you could fulfill all the mitzvahs of Torah. Without the king to be able to achieve these things, there's many mitzvahs you can't fulfill. If the Jewish people are being perturbed, they're being bothered, harassed by Amalek or other enemies, they can't live, they can't exist. If they're not a they can't do many of the Karbonas. If they're not in their own land, they can't do many of the mitzvahs. Who was the first one to achieve this? A leader to be able to bring the Jewish people to a state where all of the 630 mitzvahs of the Torah can be fulfilled, it was David. First of all, Malach HaKal Yisrael, Yisrael Yehuda. He ruled over the entire Jewish nation. Yisrael and Yehuda was a unified, he unified the tribes together so that all the Jewish people could be involved. Number two, covered Eretz Yisrael. He conquered the whole Eretz Yisrael. He defeated, he waged war and he defeated all the enemies of the Jewish people that would kill them and harass them and instigate against them and persecute them and abuse them and murder them and just create a situation that it's impossible for the Jewish people to live peacefully, tranquilly in Eretz Israel and do their fulfill that and live as Jews. Furthermore, he's the one who prepared everything for the Beis Hamikdash? even though Hashem told him, you're not going to build it, your son is going to build it, but all the preparations till that point came from him. As the Tanakh explains, and he brings in 45, the Smag writes, Zman davit The time for the building of the Beis Hamikdash arrived during the time of davit so David was the one who allowed, for the first time, the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs in the most perfected fashion. At least the process was began began through David. You have a Beis Hamikdash; you could do all the avodas connected to the Beis Hamikdash. All the Jews are in Eretz Yisrael; you could do all the mitzvahs connected to Eretz Yisrael. The Jews have peace and tranquility, so they can live their lives as Jews and fulfill all of the mitzvahs they need to do. Once you come to the end of the Yad, which means that the perfection of Torah, the end of the Yad the sum total, the culmination, how do we reach the apex, the ability to fulfill the whole Mishnah Torah, we come to the grand finale through the Malachim, The end is is Mashiach. Not just because Mashiach is going to be a king. But because this is actually what Mashiach means. From the Rambam's perspective. The Rambam is explaining not just the theme of Mashiach's coming. That Mashiach is going to come. And even the obligation to believe in him. He's saying something much deeper. He's telling us, what is Mashiach? What is the definition of Mashiach? What is Geula? What is his main accomplishment? How is he going to be revealed? And therefore, to also understand, what are we believing in? What exactly am I believing in? And here, the Rambam gives us the definition. וזוי כוונס הרמה מתחיל לספרק, המלך המשיח עשד לעמד לעזר מלחוס דווד לישת לממשלה לרשיינה, וביינם מכתשו מקפסית חיסתו וחייסים כל המשפטים מיימב וכשהו ימקדם, מקריבים כוונס וייסים שמיתם וייבדס כל מצווה ולוי שווי מדליפ ולניה חדש, שבפייל, מסבתי הדבר בזה, שהוא ביין המקדש ומכי מקביס את חי ישראל, וממי לבויים למטרה, למטרס ולמחומן של בייס המשיח, וחייזן כל המשפטן I'll explain in a moment Here's the key, which now will have everything fall into place, much like a puzzle. How does the Rambam start off Penikid Aleph? Let's learn his words. Look at his words carefully. How does he start it off? The Rambam says, Melech HaMashiach is going to come and he's going to restore the kingdom of David to its ancient sovereignty. He's going to build a Mikdash. He's going to gather the Jews back to Israel, and all the laws of the days of you are going to come back. Karbanesh, Shmita, Yoivah, like everything that says in the title. We naturally, and then he says, and if you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in him and you don't wait for him, you're not only denying the neviim; you're denying the Torah. So usually when you learn the Rambam, the way you understand it is, he's just telling you what's going to happen. This is part of of Jewish faith. Mashiach is going to come once. Mashiach is going to do a lot of stuff. If you read Chazal and the neviim, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen. The Rambam chooses a few things. Why? Why does he exclude everything else? The Rambam is not here telling a story about what we believe Mashiach is going to come. He's describing something far more precise. And that is, what is the definition of Mashiach in Halacha. This is a safer of Halacha. This is a safer of law. What is the definition of Mashiach? Mashiach will do a lot of things. But what is his halachic definition? What is it that Mashiach is going to achieve and accomplish as part of what Jewish law dictates that this is part of the halachas of Torah. That this is what's going to happen, and this is what you need to believe in. So this is what the Rambam is describing. And what he what does he say? He said, "I want you to understand what Mashiach is. That the real definition of Mashiach is that the to put it in simple words is that the vision of the Rishonim for this world is going to be realized. In other words." Hashem gave the Jewish people a Torah. This Torah is to be fulfilled in the world. Mashiach is going to be the person who's going to realize that dream, that vision of Hashem, that Torah and mitzvahs should become the blueprint for life. That's why he says Mashiach is going to restore Malchus David back to its original glory. What's the point here? The point here is Davon HaMelech was the king who allowed Torah and mitzvahs to be fulfilled fully. Mashiach is going to bring that state back. It's going to express itself in the building of the Beis HaMikdash and gathering the Jews, but not just to make some nice beautiful drama. No, because the building of the Beis HaMikdash and bringing back the Jews to Eretz Yisrael is what allows all the halachas of Torah to be able to be fulfilled. If you have a beis Mikdush you could do karbanos, misbeach, everything you need for karbanos. If you have a, if the Jews in Israel, you could do shmita, you could do yovel. All the mitzvahs could be fulfilled. He's not just telling a story of what's going to happen; he's telling a halacha. This is the halacha that the Torah says that there's going to be such a time. Jewish law dictates that there's going to be such a mitzvah. He's going to come and bring back to the state, bring back the world to the state where everything of Torah, mitzvahs can be fulfilled fully, which could not happen when the Jews were in exile, which could not happen when there was no Beis HaMikdosh. Now, this still needs explanation. We're going to explain more. How do we know this? How do we know this? Because the Torah promises Hashem is going to bring back all the Jewish people back there to Israel, which means that you can do all of the halachas and mitzvahs which you could not do when there is golos. Because as long as Jews are not in Eretz Israel, even if some Jews are living in Eretz Israel, most of the mitzvahs could not be fulfilled. The 630 mitzvahs, most of them cannot be fulfilled outside of Eretz Israel when the Jews are in Gauls. So therefore, Veshav Hashem, Hashem is promising you, you're going to come back to the country where you will finally be able to realize your mandate as my people, as God's people, to be able to fulfill the vision of Hashem for this world when he gave Torah to our And then he continues. That's not yet enough. <laughs> Ula hagzer malchus david le maharishaina. Mashiach david. just says God is gonna bring you back. That's step one. Ha't Torah are gonna to be a time when we're gonna come back so we'll be able to fulfill our full mission as Jews and fulfill the Torah completely. Now the Rambam says there's also parshas bilam. And over there we have a prophecy about two mashiachs, david and mashiach. What does this teach the Rambam? What does this prove according to the Rambam? This proves that what is going to happen through Mashiach? What is the theme of Mashiach? What is the halachic mission statement of Mashiach? One thing. To bring back and complete what his ancestor David began. That's he starts. To bring back what David began, and do it in an even more complete way, as we'll soon see. And that's why the Rambam has to go through all these Pesukim. So here the Rambam shows that the way the Torah prophesies about Mashiach is David Mashiach. David Mashiach. David Mashiach. As we learned all the Pesukim. What he wants to show is the perfect parallel because this is the defines Mashiach. He's not trying to explain Pesukim. That's not his role. He's giving you the halachic definition of Mashiach. What is Mashiach? Mashiach is... Restoring what David began, bringing it all back in a more, even more perfected fashion. Because Mashiach will be able to accomplish all this, crushing, uprooting all the Bnei Sheis, changing the world, transforming the world, instead of there being anti-Semitism and persecution and bloodshed and violence and aggression and terror and war, what will it allow? It will allow the Jewish people to live in Eretz Israel and fulfill Torah and Mitzvahs in the ultimate fashion to be involved in Torah and wisdom. And not only that, as we'll see later, also fix the whole world. So at last, the blueprint of Torah and Mitzvahs, Hashem's plan for the world, for the Jewish people and for the world, there's two details here we'll soon see, will be fulfilled in its ultimate fashion. So the Rambo is not just here to explain psukim. There's david mashiach, david mashiach, david mashiach. Why are we talking about david? And why do they say shnea mashiach? He wants to bring out that the gather of mashiach is a replica, the realization of david Amalek, bringing back david. And that's where the Torah, the way the Torah defines mashiach in Parshas Bilam. Is Because that's the definition of Mashiach. The definition of Mashiach is that Torah and Mitzvahs will be able to be fulfilled fully. al <laughs> llamada Lide má choshob kolkáloam me l mas la hadgisho behan wiem volva ke bete me. A se geide bilges chuwe gab bei id weer kefer wecholi. Elle shamadgisch bezarámbaam se in ze mecha mas cho jawel lemos bilge saidve sa teira één o that's why the Rambam right away says if you don't believe in Mashiach, you're not just denying all the prophets, you're also denying Tayra Mashrabein. Why is that so relevant here? And Hilchus Chuva, the Rambam has a whole chapter, and he discusses the various levels, what a ar- kaifer is, what an ar- apikaitis is, what a ar- min is, if you don't believe in this, you go into this category, you don't believe in this, you go into this, this category. Usually you don't have in Sefer ayah, the Rambam should say, if you don't believe that you're not allowed to work on Shabbos, that God doesn't want you to work on Shabbos, you're not only denying the Nevi, but we'll also talk about, you're also denying, tell the Rebim is discussing halach, and he discusses the penalties. Here, he gets into this interesting description. By the way, I'm telling you what the Torah says, and if you don't believe in it, you're not just not believing the Nevim, you're not believing Torah. It's an important point. In Hilchus Truvi, he discusses the Gedder of a Kaifer. What does it mean you deny so the person who says there's no God, the person says there's a God but there's no Torah, the person says there's Torah but it's not in person says it's in but not everything of Torah. He goes through the different categories you could discuss over there. Somebody who says Mashiach is not going to come. In fact, he discusses there somebody who's kafun Why does the Rambam say it here? Why is it so important? So in 30, 57, for fitnun thirty seven, he gives one explanation, the literal explanation, that the Rambam is giving a halacha about how you have to believe in Mashiach, because there's a difference between the Muna and the Prophets, and the Muna and Teirah, because all the Jewish people saw Mashiach Rabbeinu's Nevorah by Mamadah. As he explains in Hilchus, he said, But inside the sikha, the Lubavitcher Rebbe suggests something even deeper. And that is, that Amim is trying to say something. The Amim is trying to say that the concept of Mashiach is not something that was revealed through the Prophets. The concept of Mashiach is Teirah. If you don't believe in Mashiach, it's not you're not believing what God revealed through the prophets. It's not even not you're not believing what Moshe Rabbeinu said is going to happen. It's something much deeper. The union of Mashiach is the union of Tadah. If you believe in Tadah, in Moshe, you believe in Mashiach. Why? Because what is Mashiach? Mashiach is the belief that God's plan by giving Tadah is a real plan that's actually going to be implemented. It's not just theory. Till Mashiach comes, there's a whole Torah of how the world is supposed to look. That's the whole Torah. And now here is the job of the Jewish people to turn the world into, as the Rebbe would often say, Machen de Welt a The world is a Welt. Eulam Elashin Helam, it's concealed. The job of the Jew is Nemen a Welt es in a Turn it into a universe that reflects and mirrors and embodies the blueprint of Torah. Hashem built the world based on Torah, it says in Medrash. He used the Torah as a blueprint to build the world. But you look at the world, you don't see it as a reflection of the blueprint. A lot of the world is in defiance of the way the Torah says the world should look. So Hashem creates a world, and then He gives the Jewish people the mandate to turn this world into a world of Torah, which means that every individual, Jew in his way and non-Jew in his way. Every nation, Jewish nation in their ways, other nations in their ways. Every country, every tribe, every culture, every race, every ethnic group. Every part of civilization should become a toyreveled. A world in which the vision, the justice, the morality, the ethics, the holiness, the goodness, the kindness, the godliness of toyre and mitzvah is realized. Mashiach means that that's real. <laughs> it's not just theory. God wrote a document and said, "You know, I would really like the world to look like this." In the meantime, do what you can. So Jews take a put on tefillin. Jews keep shabbos. The worth of Mashiach is that the entire vision of Maimonides Sinai is actually going to happen. It's not just theory, and that every mitzvah that we do today is, build, is building up to that. So the Rambam says Mashiach is not a prediction of the prophets. It's essentially Taidah. Ha all of Taidah says Mashiach is gonna come. Why? What is Mashiach? Mashiach, the Rambam is saying, is not just a reward, a beautiful, amazing reward for Taydah. No. The real definition of Mashiach is, Taida itself Mashiach, says Mashiach is going to come. Because Mashiach is that the whole vision, the whole blueprint, the perspective, the Weltanschauung of Teirah, will actually be real. It will be realized in the real world, in the most concrete way, by every single Jew, by every single human being, in Eretz Yisrael and in the whole world. And that's why the Rambam has here an expression that's difficult to understand. He finishes and he says, these words that are explicit in Torah encompass everything that was said through the prophets. And what if they don't encompass everything that says through the prophets? The Rambam says, these few psukim that I brought you, yeah, bilam, v'sha 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 it encompasses everything in the Neveim. And what if it doesn't? The Ramam is not just saying a fact that you could have everything of the Neveim, you could find it intimated in Torah. What he's trying to say is, everything that's said in a beautiful taj, Everything that's said in the Nevi'im, it's not just, you'll find the source for it in Torah. It's all Torah. <laughs> These words are called everything in the Nevi'im. In other words, because everything that the Nevi'im say, it's all about Torah. It's all about the Shleim, O'ski, and HaTorah, The whole union of Mashiach is ultimately an union of Torah. That's Mashiach. Mashiach doesn't have anything outside of Torah. In other words, the Rambam is telling us, Don't look at Mashiach only as a cosmic lollipop. An amazing lollipop. You worked hard, you did so many good things, you're going to get rewarded. There's going to be a much better world. Things are going to be nice. Of course, there's rewards and there'll be great things. The world will be a wonderful place. What's the nekuda of Mashiach from a halachic perspective? The Ramam is a sefer of halacha. What does the halacha tell us about Mashiach? That call everything that the Neviim say about Mashiach, it's all... In the Taida, what are his words? Everything that was said by Nevi'im about Mashiach is an Indian in teideh. So of course Taida is Kailam. It's all about the Taida. It's, it's all about the fulfillment of Taida. This is why Malachim and Mashiach comes at the end of the Sefer. Why is it at the end of the Sefer? Because this is the culmination for Mishnah Yada Yadakazaka to happen. What's this safer? this is a safer that records all the all the laws of the Bain and ones for this world, for the Jewish people. All of it. In other words, the perfect world, the world that reflects God's plan, why He created a world. That world, that world that mirrors its ultimate potential. To link the world that is with the world that ought to be. That can be. This world that ought to be. Is it reality or it's fiction? It's a nice theory. Mashiach says it's reality. In other words, Maimed HaR Sinai was real. God said, this is the title. Here the Tayag Mitzvahs for this world. It's a real thing. What do a real? never happened. Part of it happened. Most of it happened. David began, but it didn't last. Mashiach says it's happening. It's going to happen. And therefore, Mashiach is not just something for the future. It's an active program. Because every time I do a mitzvah, every time I learn Torah, every time I pray, every time I bring goodness into the world, I am creating that world. Mashiach is the realization of that world in its most perfect and real and authentic sense. So anything in the Nevi'im, the Ramam says it's all in these words in Torah because Mashiach is, is the realization of Torah. That's what it is. Mashiach is the demonstration that halacha is real. That the vision of God for the world that ought to be, will be. That's the question. Does the world have a purpose or does the world not have a purpose? Do we have to do something to this world? To ourselves and to the world? Mashiach is the answer. Mashiach says the whole Torah is Emma's. The fact that there's Torah, that there's a God, that creation has a purpose, that Mashiach is, the ultimate purpose of Torah is going to be a day that the vision of Torah is going to be conspicuously realized and implemented and manifested, embodied in every nook and crowning, every person, every nuance, every creature in the world. Sifut Beis, the Rebbe says, now you understand the next Halacha, Halacha Beis, or Imiklat. The Amma puts in a separate Halacha because this proves something even deeper. What does Ari Miklat tell you? Not just the Mashiach is gonna come. And what's Mashiach gonna accomplish? He's gonna restore Malchus-based David to its glory, bring Jews back to Israel so we could do all the mitzvahs. We see by Ari Miklat that there's actually gonna be a mitzvah that's not applicable to Mashiach. God says, when I broaden your border, I'm giving you a mitzvah to add three more cities. And the Ramam says, God doesn't give a mitzvah in vain. This means the Torah is telling us that there's still going to come a time of Mashiach when there'll be a mitzvah. In order not just to fulfill the mitzvah, to have the mitzvah, you need Mashiach because you need the larger borders. So this brings out in a whole new way the deep connection between Mashiach and Torah. It's not just the whole Torah we have now. We have all the commandments. When Mashiach comes, finally we'll be able to fulfill the vision of the Rabbi Nishalayim. In Ari e. Mikla, the Rambam adds a whole new detail. And that is, for the mitzvah you need Mashiach. Till Mashiach comes, not only you're missing in the realization, in the qiyum, of the mitzvahs, the mitzvah itself, mitzvah. Shem gave a mitzvah, when you have these borders, then you should do this and this. We don't have it. So the whole mitzvah doesn't apply. So we need mashiach not just to fulfill the mitzvah, to bring the carbon, to do shmita, to do yovel. According to the ramam you need for shmita all the most Jews living in Eretz Yisrael. Menatayla, you certainly yovel. We'll be able to bring the carbon pesach. We'll be able to do every single one of the 630 mitzvahs. God's vision for what Klal Yisrael should look like, for what every Jew should look like, for what Eretz Yisrael should look like, for what the whole planet should look like, will be fulfilled. Now I can't do so many things. We can't do so many things. Because of a tzahara, because of inside, in inner obstacles, traumas on the inside, traumas on the outside, persecution, exile, dispersion, no bais no melech. Furthermore, the realization of the mitzvah itself will happen through mashiach. That's what you see only by your miklot. The mitzvah of carbon pesach, the mitzvah of carbon talmud is here today. Just don't have a bais The mitzvah of yovel is here today. Just don't have a. We don't have all the Jews in iron yitzchirah. The mitzvah of Chris's Irish Amalek is here today. We just don't know who Amalek is. And you have to have the resources. The mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash. We can't build a Beis HaMikdash today. You need Mashiach to build a Beis HaMikdash. You need the Gilead of Mashiach. Mashiach is going to build a Beis HaMikdash. Not you and I. But here we see something more. The mitzvah itself needs Mashiach. Till Mashiach comes when the Jewish people, will, their borders will completely expand. You don't have this mitzvah. And the Ram says it never happened according to this we have now very powerful explanation Allah but the whole miracle issue this really I think captures it in the most acute way let's see good gimbal okay I'm going to read you Gimel and then I'll explain I'll על yal ועל דייתך, שהמלך המשיח צריך להסת איסס ומבשם מחדש דברים באלם, ומחיים איסים וכייצים בדברים אלו, אין הדבר כך, שבזה הוא שויל על שני דברים, לא שכיוון שגידרי ועניוני של משיח הוא קנה של המסבקים הלוחס ומצבס התירה, על כן עם אילה על הדס, איסס ומבס ומחד ידוון בלם כדי לעסס שינוי באילם, הרי זה בסתירה לככה של התירה הזה יש הוקר ביוש של משיח, איסס כשם שלגע בי נובי הבחינה למיטוסי היא האיס שלו שיהיה מדבר המעשידם ליזבאלם יאמנו דבריו היינו שהמיטוסי נבחנס במשה הוא עניון לאי נובי הוא אימד דברי אסידס על דרך זה מוגם מנגע למשיח אך לפיישי אי נובי גדל יאיסי מכל גידרי מלך ומאמהל ah. Head, head good, head good. Bazai, the whole, the whole continuation of the Rambam becomes crystal clear. After Halacha 1, halacha, he describes what Mashiach is from a Halachic perspective. Not different things that are gonna happen that Hashem is gonna make happen. Mashiach is gonna introduce amazing, beautiful, stupendous, spectacular feats. But what is the emunah in Mashiach according to halacha? What do we believe in? What is it that Torah says is going to happen? In other words, from a halachic perspective, from a Jewish law perspective, this is what Hashem wants as part of the halachas of Torah, what we need to believe in. What is it? What are we waiting for? And he goes through the psukim, Veshav Hashem al bilam, are miklat, all to bring out that the definition of Mashiach is what? The realization that God is real. That Yiddishkeit is real. That Yiddishkeit is real. The realization that Yiddishkeit is real. If that's the case, of course he doesn't have to do miracles. He doesn't have to do it. That's not his thing. Nor could that authenticate him. Nor should that prove that he's the real thing. And the Ramam continues. Rebecca Kiva didn't want Ben Kaikh for a miracle for Ben because Mashiach doesn't need that. And then he continues. And the main thing is that the Torah's laws don't change. And we said, what's the connection? Now we understand. The definition of Mashiach is the realization that Yiddishkeit is real. That it's going to be realized in the world through Mashiach. Mashiach is going to introduce in the world a new consciousness, which is an old consciousness. That Yiddishkeit is real. The Torah is real. The mitzvahs are real. My Sinai is real. God is real. If you want to put it in different words, the Rambam starts off his whole sefer. It's the opening of Yad the Chazaka. That the whole world comes from His truth. In other words, the world is a reflection of God's truth. That that truth will be realized. That Yiddishkeit is real, that Hashem is real. That is Geula, that is Mashiach. Mashiach is going to bring that consciousness into the world. That God is real. But Yiddishkeit is real. To say now that Mashiach should do miracles, what's the connection? To the contrary, it undermines the whole point of Mashiach. The point of Mashiach is to show that Yiddishkeit is real, and it's timeless and it's eternal. If Mashiach has to change the nature of the world and say, "Oh, let's make sea split," it's undoing his very purpose. His very raison d'etre. His very raison d'etre is that this is God's world. I came to tell the Jewish people this is my world and Torah and is the blueprint in order to transform the world into the world I desire, I yearn, I want. A world that reflects the oneness of Hashem. A world that reflects a world that reflects the truth of existence. Amita si matsoi nim tzokola now you say, Mashiach has to come and make miracles. Why should he make miracles? To change the order of the world. You're defeating the whole purpose. The whole purpose is to show that either Yiddishkeit is real, that Torah and Mitzvahs, God says, will never change. The way they are, I gave them to you, they're for real. They And you can implement them, and you could live by them, in the real world, not in a new world. You want to make a new world? Make new worlds. The whole point of Mashiach is to realize that this world, in its natural order can reflect the truth of God, which was the purpose of creation. We live in a world of nature, as the Ramon continues in chapter 12, that Mashiach is not here to change nature. Even if there's going to be changes in nature, that's not the point. The Allahic point of Mashiach is what? To show that nature itself is divine. That nature itself, the world by itself, people in their natural habitat, in them, in their own identity... Can become the embodiment and the reflection of God's vision for them. So why would you authenticate Mashiach through making a miracle when that's completely nothing to do with his mission or his calling or his vocation or his destiny? You want to test out the power of a surgeon. It's through a surgery and an athlete. You want him to run the marathon. Let him run and test him or another way that he's going to prove his athletic prowess and a scientist. Your veracity, if you want to authenticate a theory, you got to test it. You want to authenticate a Navi, you have to test. What does a Navi do? A Navi predicts the future. Let him predict the future. Let's see if he knows what he's talking about. If he knows what he's talking about, we know he's a Navi. If not, he's not a Navi. He's a liar. Fine. What is Mashiach? Predict the future. What is Mashiach? Mashiach is restoring the world to its original plan. Restoring the Jewish people to their original glory. Bringing out the Torah and mitzvahs is the world. Could be implemented. That's his mission statement. So do that. That's it we ask of you. Washtenia. You know, I don't care if you don't split a sea. I don't care if you don't turn water into blood. I don't care if you don't resurrect the dead. God never told the Jewish people that have they have to resurrect the dead. And he never told them they have to turn water into blood. He never told them they have to walk through the water. He did tell them that they have to change the world. <speaking in> the world> he gave them Torah mitzvahs. That he told them. That's your job. Introduce that consciousness into the world. That godliness is real, that Yiddishkeit is real, it's the truth of the world, and that's how the world ought to be, because that who, that is who we are, that is what the world is. That's how we test you. So what does he say in the next halacha? Ve'im, with avav how do we test Mashiach if he does this? If he's a malach David, he's learning Tayyah, Ayid. He's learning Tayyidh and he's involved in mitzvah, Tayyah Ms. Tayish Alpha. It's not enough. He does it himself. He changes the Jewish world. Kal Yisrael. So that the Jews can live up to their potential, not be dealing with anti-Semitism and persecution and genocide, Khalila. This is Bekeskru Mashiach. This is it. I don't need you miracles, it's not your mission statement. God never asked us to split seas. He does want that the world should become a world that reflects ach Hashem. That Torah should become the guiding principle that dictates every element of civilization and of humanity, of countries and of individuals and of homes and of marriages, beginning with the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael, in the day-to-day life prescribed in the Taryag mitzvahs of Torah. So do that. Miracles? If you want to do a miracle, fine. The Rambam saying here that Mashiach is a prophet would undermine the whole peric. Avad the Mashiach is going to be a Navi. Mashiach is going to be smarter than slime He's going to be close to Moshe. it's true. When the Rambam has to say it, he says it. Here he's talking about the of the definition of Mashiach. And if he's not a Navi, it's not Negev. Fakert, if you bring out the Mashiach as a prophet, and he's the most brilliant person in the world, it's all true he's gonna be brilliant, and he's a prophet, and all that. The real definition of Mashiach is, that he's gonna bring out that Tayre is MS. That Yiddishkeit is that God is real. <laughs> that's what he's gonna do. Doesn't say anyone that you have to be a prophet. Doesn't say you have to be as brilliant as Shloimeh. It's nice, I don't know, maybe it's hard probably hard to be as brilliant as Shlomo, smarter. That's not the definition of Mashiach. He's a navi. he's going to make miracles. Other yeah, That's why the Ramadan doesn't say he's a navi. You're going to confuse me. He does say those qualities that make him a real Jew. <laughs> a real Jew who's going to realize that Emes, Yiddishkeit is Emes, that's his Indian. Yamed Melech, Hege Eisig Eisek Ayid. Full of Torah mitzvahs, this is his mitziyas, elikos, mitzvahs, and like David, and he's not sitting in his own room. The call you fact that he's attached to Torah is mighty big, but that's not the world of Melech HaMashiach. Change the world, and that you have to also fight wars. However, he's going to fight those wars to make sure that the world can be restored to a place of peace and tranquility and holiness and goodness and kindness so the Jews can do what they do and everybody else will do what they have to do. If he does this, he's b'ches Mashiach. We don't know yet that he's successful. And if he's successful, then he's Mashiach b'vadri. I think the Rebbe says here, if you don't believe in him, or you don't wait, anticipate his coming. You're denying Torah. Why? If you don't anticipate. let's say I believe in him, I don't wait for him. Why am I kafir in Torah? Gavaldik de I believe he's coming, but I don't wait for him. You may you may have a guest coming to your house tomorrow. You know he's coming. You believe him. You, you, the, the guest is coming. You believe him. <laughs> he sent a telegram. He sent today. It's a, a message. You have to await his coming. The Rambam says, if you don't believe in him, or oh, you don't await him, you're a koyfim Why? I think it's clear now. I think maybe it's clear. What what, what are you believing in? You're believing in that Yiddishkeit is real, <laughs> that godliness is real, that tayta is real, that every mitzvah that I do now is real. It's not just I'm doing a ritualistic act, and I'm going to get rewarded. It's a real thing. It is a real impact. Something is happening in me. Something is happening in my home. Something is happening in the world. So of course you anticipate it. Of course you look forward to it. Looking forward to Mashiach means that you believe that it's a real thing. That Torah is a real thing. It's an authentic thing. It it means that the Torah mitzvahs I'm doing now is with a sincerity, it's with a passion, it's with it's with, it's, with, it's with a feeling that it's emes la'mita. Now we come to the last section of the sikha, and I'm going to say this outside, from Sif Dalit, and this is the last stretch. The Rebbe says, if you look at the quali- qualifications, the criteria the Rambam gives for Mashiach, it's very precise. A king from base David who's involved in Torah and Mitzvahs, like David. He influences the whole Jewish world to follow Torah and Mitzvahs and fixes all the breaches. Fights the wars of God. This is all assumption. Now we can assume he's Mashiach. If he's successful and later he fixes the whole world, he repairs the whole world, this is Mashiach Bevada. If he's successful, he builds the Beis HaMikdash, brings the Jewish people back, wins the wars, he's Meshach, and he's going to fix the whole world. He says, every one of these criteria, the Rambam got from those psukim that he brought in the beginning of the Perik. We spoke before why you had to bring all those psukim to show the continuum from David Mashiach. It's one continuum. Mashiach is not another world. Mashiach is not a new world order. Mashiach is not an Olam Haba. Mashiach is not a separate schar. Mashiach is Maimed Har Sinai. Realized, fulfilled, implemented, executed. Mashiach is Execution. Of Biraish Barlachimushmaimasarits, Mashik is execution of Aidabrachimis Kaladvarma Lamer Shamalakha, Mashik is execution of the whole Tirah Mitz. So it's one continuum. But the Rambah also brings these Tsukim because each one of them represents the criteria that Halakha defines for Meshik. Very briefly, the first is Aranuvalyata Ashurenuvaloi Karaiv about him. I see him, even though I don't see him right away. That's the first thing, talking about who he is. Yamid Melech David, who he is. The second is of Me how he influences the Jewish people. Both David and Mashiach. This is step two. The third thing is al Hashem, how he changes the world. He removes hatred and violence and bloodshed, creates a consciousness of peace and oneness. What's this? So the next step of Pesukim. And then there's the third level. He fixes the world. He repairs the world. This is This is changing the world. The difference between step three and step four is step three is conquest. War. Step four is revealing that this is what the world really wants, that every single person living in the world, his or her true divinity and holiness will emerge so that the consciousness of oneness <speaking in Hebrew> will pervade everywhere. That's why in the third set of Psukkim, the word is Kibush <speaking in Hebrew> it's about conquest. The last one is about Yerusha. What's the difference between getting something through conquest and getting something through inheritance? When you get something through conquest, it's basically, I'm not asking you, it's not with your consent. I conquered you, I defeated you, and I take it from you. When you get something through inheritance, it means it really belongs to you. It's your tatis, it's your mommies, it's your families, it's a Yerusha. I'm actually taking something that's very close to me. I'm the closest one to it, that's why I'm getting it. It's not like a father says, Oh, I'm going to inherit all my stuff to my children. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> They're conquering it for me. That's unless it's a dysfunctional family. You're not, you're not conquering it from your father or mother. You're inheriting that which is yours. What do we call it? It's my inheritance. There's two ways of changing people. One is to conquest, domination, rule. Sometimes you need that. Second World War didn't come to an end because somebody sent Hitler a bouquet of roses. Roosevelt and Churchill sent him a bouquet of roses. Sometimes you need conquest. But the ultimate goal is Yerusha. Yerusha means you inherit them. What does it mean you inherit them? It's a deep connection. They're giving it to you. In other words, we're part of each other. Everybody realizes that they're all part of Hashem's world. <speaking in Hebrew> That's the, so all the qualifications that the Raman describes on Mashiach are all in those psukim that he brought in the beginning of the chapter, the beginning of the chapter, the end of the chapter. Those psukim, every one of the descriptions, he brought four psukim. Four descriptions in two psukim are the four qualifications of Mashiach that he enumerates who he is as an individual who he is vis-a-vis the Jewish world who he is vis-a-vis the general world humanity and who he is relative in the world itself not just somebody who will conquer, somebody who will transform the consciousness from within. And in each of these stages, there's a unique advantage over David hamalach As he explains in all the words of the Psukim, you see the clear advantage that Mashiach is going to bring it to its full realization that didn't even happen by David hamalach even though the Jews could do most of the mitzvahs, but there were still shortcomings, and over here it's going to be complete. And he finishes the last paragraph, that through the complete emunah in Mashiach, and this is a halacha, you have to know what you're believing in. I'm not just believing in that God is going to make a nice world. That's true. But the real amunna of is that Torah is emas. That there's going to be a time that the Torah is going to be realized. That's what I'm believing in. That everything I'm involved in now is real. <laughs> it's true. It's through the real Amunna in Torah and the hakeloi, which includes, of course, the learning of Hilchis Mashiach, this itself, he says, hastens the coming of Mashiach, Bekoroiv, Mamish, speedily in our days, Mamish. Thank you. In the footnote 63, the Rebbe says this answers an unbelievable question. The Chsam asks, the Reish already before the Barbanel says, why did the Rambam put in Mashiach as one of the 13 principles of faith? The Chsam writes in Charles Chulvis at the end, Kufnun that Mashiach is not one of the principles of faith. He says, let's say Hashem doesn't bring us back to Israel. Let's say He doesn't bring Mashiach, doesn't build a Bessam Miktosh. The Torah falls apart? We're still obligated to do the whole Torah? Some yeah, he Yes, of course you have to believe in Mashiach because Torah says Mashiach is going to come. But don't make it an Iker. It's not one of the Ikerians. It's not the basis. Iker means the foundation. Without this, Torah falls apart. If you tell me Torah is not Menash God never gave us the Torah, Torah falls apart. If you tell me there's no God, Torah falls apart because it's meaningless. You tell me Mashiach is not going to come? You don't believe it? Okay. It's wrong. It's heresy. But Torah doesn't fall apart. Some say, there's an opinion they're never going to come back. He says, there's still Mashiach in Torah. Torah doesn't fall apart without Mashiach. But now we understand the Rambam doesn't agree. The Rambam says, it is one of the Ikrim. So the Barbanel writes in Roshamana, Yob Yusaka Barbanel, because it's mentioned so many times in Chumash, Nevi, that's why it's an Ikrim. So it's mentioned a lot of times, doesn't mean it's an Ikrim. Doesn't mean it's any care. You don't call Shabbos one of the principal 13 principles. Chumetz and Pesach, not even chum, they're, they're, they're important mitzvahs. The Peshat is, now we understand, that according to the Rambam, Mashiach is the fundamentals of faith because Mashiach means that Tzir is emes. Not just that Hashem's mitzvahs are real. But that these mitzvahs, that Hashem's vision is real in his own, in theory. In other words, Hashem gave us mitzvahs that's real. Hashem gave us mitzvahs that are going to be realized. That the vision is real. It's authentic. It's going to be implemented in the world. Not just he gave us a blueprint that in theory you should try to implement, but in reality it's never going to happen. Mashiach means that in hashem Menasheim that it's real, not just that Hashem Taka gave the mitzvahs. But he gave the mitzvahs in a way that it's a real thing that it's it's it could happen and therefore it's going to happen. It's going to be realized. So it's one of the principles of emunah. It's one of the principles of faith. Without it, tayda falls apart. According to the Rambam, without it, you're not tayfas what tayda is. You're not tayfas what mitzvah is. You're not tayfas what Yiddishkeit is. You're not tayfas what the world is. It's one of the ikrim of yadus One of the ikrim of tayda. This answers the question of the Khsam Sof and the reish it also answers one more question that Barbanel says, why is a munin masheikh not a mitzvah? The Rambam says a munin hashem is a mitzvah, knowing hashem. A munin achdus hashem is a mitzvah. Why is a munin masheikh not a mitzvah? This explains it. The Rambam says that any mitzvah that's in general is not a mitzvah. You don't count it as one of the mitzvahs. For example, it says, vasisim is called mitzvah. You, say, you should do all my mitzvahs. It's not one of the 630 mitzvahs. Because it's a mitzvah clawless. A particular mitzvah, not to wear shotness, is a mitzvah. Not to eat is a mitzvah on pesach. To read Krishna in the morning at night is a mitzvah. According to this, what's a muni in Mashiach? A muni in Mashiach is a muni in the whole teri mitzvah? So it's not a mitzvah. It's not one mitzvah. A muni in Mashiach is a muni in the whole teri Mitzvah, that it's MS. So it's not a mitzvah. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.